Hey everyone, Joe here. Now, if you're listening to this show, I can probably safely assume that you are an SNES aficionado, and that's great, but some of you might have owned a PC during those heady days of the early 90s, and if you did, you might even have played some games on them, and if you did that, you might enjoy my podcast, The Upper Memory Block. In every episode, we go deep into a game or game series and talk about things like the story, the gameplay, and technical specs, but more importantly, we dive deep into the development of the games, what makes them special, and whether or not they still hold up today. So if all of that sounds interesting, come check out the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com. Thanks for your time, and now I'm proud to introduce the SNES Podcast. SNES Podcast, with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. episode 48 of the Super NES Podcast. This is Greg. Um, I'm doing this special episode because we've had some technical difficulties in trying to record our next episode. Uh, so I just wanted to do a quick little short episode for you guys to get something out there and try to maintain the the usual the usual two-week schedule of releasing a, of releasing a podcast episode. Uh, don't worry, the planned episodes are still going to happen. They've just been like, delayed a little bit. So I wanted to cover another classic arcade game, um, that was ported over to Super Nintendo because I really like doing these arcade ports. We've already done a number of them. Uh, Mr. Do and Frogger and Miss Pac-Man. So <clears throat> in this episode, we're going to be looking at Space Invaders, uh, the classic arcade game of 1978, uh, developed and released by Taito and published in, 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 originally in the United States by, by Midway. Uh, Space Invaders is certainly a game that needs no introduction. It's, it's one of the most iconic ar- arcade games of all time. One of the first ones that really achieved like mass success like in both Japan and in the United States. It wasn't quite as popular in the U.S. as it was in Japan, where there were dedicated arcades to just having Space Invaders machines. But it, but the game did very well here in the States also, and there were also and there have been a number of sequels to it. Uh, there have also been numerous ports of this game 
on multiple computers, consoles, and handhelds over the years. Um, like over 30 of them just by a rough, a rough check. And, that's a, and these are all official versions. That's saying that's nothing about all the various uh, clones and inspired by and what have you uh, uh, that, uh, uh, that have been made out there like over the years. <clears throat> So I kind of feel silly explaining what Space Invaders is because I'm sure everybody out there knows 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 like what the game is. But I suppose to take a completeness, I should talk about the game a little bit. Uh, Space Invaders is your classic uh, vertical orientated space shooter, um, kind of in the same vein as like Galaxian and Galaga um, and uh, and Gorf and Phoenix. There's a lot of games. There's a lot of games that took inspiration from Space Invaders. Uh, you have a ship, um, actually, which is a missile cannon, uh, officially, uh, on the bottom of the screen, and four shields, and you're trying to destroy a, a, a block of aliens coming down to you before, before, they, uh, before they reach the bottom. Uh, like, they do, it's game over. Uh, you can shoot through the barriers, and the barriers also will deflect uh, some of the enemy's shots, but they get chipped away. And as the, enemy, and, and as the aliens get less and less in number, their, uh, their speed also increases. Uh, there's also a very great uh, rhythmic heartbeat-like sound in the background, uh, kind of a thump, 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 thump sound. That's very iconic, and certainly, and certainly, and certainly is adds to the tension when you're playing it on the actual uh, on the actual like arcade machine. But also increases intensity uh, as the aliens get lesser and lesser in number. And there's also a spaceship that randomly shows up that shows up, shows up at the top of the screen uh, every now and then that you can blast uh, blast for bonus points. Being an early game, uh, points in this game are extremely low uh, on the order of 10 to 50 points. Uh, like the alien ship giving you an, uh, a mystery number of points. So um, don't expect to get high scores out of this game. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. So uh, this is a late Super NES release again, kind of like with Frogger. Uh, this came out worldwide. Uh, there were Japan, U.S., and European releases for the, for the for releases of the game. Um, this was this was developed by Taito, uh, but Nintendo was the company that actually published the game uh, worldwide, and it came out in November of 1997. So again, this is a very late uh, Super NES release, and this is, I believe, the next to last release that Nintendo themselves published the system. Uh, the very last game they published was a Kirby game, uh, which came out shortly afterwards. So by '97, I already by this point I already had picked up both the PlayStation and. Uh, um, and an N64, and I wasn't buying Super NES games uh, like anymore at this point. Like even though I still had my system hooked up, was I was using it occasionally. Like Frogger, this was a bargain release price like when it came out, and like Frogger, it didn't sell particularly great. Um, but um, but like I said, this is uh, arcade ports have always been a very uh, good, effective, cheap way of being able to provide filler like onto systems uh, to be able to play classic games. I know a bunch of people who will only have modern systems around to play classic games. So <laughs> uh, I guess Space Invaders helped to, th- Space Invaders helped to, fill, helped to fill that bill. The game's officially called Space Invaders, the original game. Um, and when the game starts, it opens up with a side-scrolling text message uh, like about the invaders returning, and you see a picture of the invader uh, slowly come onto the screen. The Space Invaders certainly has become a very iconic picture uh, and image of video game history and pop culture. It's certainly one of the, certainly one of the most recognizable for figures 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 like an all video game. But to weigh in upon a pretty famous argument that I'm sure some of you guys are going to recognize, it is not a mascot. So. <laughs> Um, on the menu screen, uh, you have some options. 
when you uh, I, I, you could choose it, take choose the number of players that you have, uh, like three to five. You can decide how many points you need before you gain extra life, and you can change change the sound to stereo or mono. There are four ways to be able to, to four ways to be able to, to, to be able to play the game as far as the graphics go. What I mean by that is that there were four versions of the game that were available here in the U.S. like in the U.S. Uh, in the arcades like in the arcades like in the late seventies. And all four of those modes are faithfully reproduced here in Super Mario's version of the game. You can have the um, the original black and white screen, which was. Uh, so, which is part of the original, like original, uh, original arcade uh, arcade cabinet release? You can have the overlay version, uh, where there are several, where there are several different colored stripes of transparent paper laid over the screen to give it a semi-color appearance. There were other games, other games that did this too. Space Invaders were certainly, I believe, it was the first game to actually to actually to actually utilize that. You can also play the cocktail version of the game, uh, which is. Uh, um, uh, which has a planet surface and a midnight sky in the background, uh, and there's also and there's also a very rare cover version of the game that uh, uh, that came out late in the game's life. So all four of those modes are can be picked from when you start the game up, and they're all very faithfully re- and they're all faithfully like, reproduced in the game as far as their graphics and look and, fe- and graphics and look and feel of it. There's also there's also three playing styles that you can pick from. Besides your besides your classic original 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 one player, you you can also have two player cooperative, in which in which two players take turns uh, take turns playing back and forth. One person like loses the like, loses the light, the other person plays, and so on. There's also, and this is pretty cool. I wasn't able to try this out myself, unfortunately, but I watched a, a video of it, like on YouTube. Uh, there's a two-player battle mode, which is kind of like two-player Tetris battle mode. Uh, the screen split in two horizontally, so that player one plays left side, and player two plays on the right side, and they have um, a small fleet coming down at them. But every now and then, there's also cover invaders that show up, and when you shoot a cover invader, it can cause the battle scales. To, the battle scale to tip either against you or for you, depending upon the color. Depending upon the color of the invader shot, so this kind of gives you the ability to try to uh, mess up your foe in some way. And it's a pretty like cool feature. Your cool feature like to the game. Uh, that's it for your game mode options. Once you're playing the game, it just basically classic Space Invaders. Um, there, the sounds are very close to the arcade version. Uh, you have the iconic uh, sound of the shots. You have that thump, thump, thump th- sound sound in the background. Uh, the high-pitched whine of the alien mothership showing up every now and then across the top of the screen. And the satisfying ba-boom when your ship gets blown up, which does not sound like a fart, as most people associate it with the, like, the classic iconic 2600 version of the game. The sounds are not quite perfect, but they're very, very close like the arcade version. There's really only minor differences, and it really would take an arcade purist to be able to see the difference uh, between them. Controls handle very well and are very simple. You have the D-pad to move your ship left and right. Uh, any of the four buttons um, on the uh, on the controller itself can shoot. Uh, and um, and you can also use these trigger buttons, the shoulder buttons, to add credits, like to the game. Uh, so you can go ahead and just give yourself as many credits as you want. And start also pauses the game. 
gameplay is a gameplay just like the original arcade version, one shot at a time. Uh, slow rates of fire, like both like you and the aliens. Aliens speed up the correct rhythms. Uh, the, the correct number of aliens on the screen is there. Uh, everything is here. The game's a very faithful, uh, a very faithful to reproduction, reproduction like the original arcade game. And um, you just play for as long as you want. Uh, like I said, you can give yourself. You, like I said, you, you can give yourself credits at any time by pushing with shorter buttons. So it's up to you to decide how long you want to play for. With the game like increasing, like increasing difficulty. It seems to me, and it, and this is the opinion of many people, uh, many people like online who also play this game, that this version of the game is a little bit tougher than the arcade version. Even though this follows the same uh, patterns and gameplay style and mechanics of the arcade version, it seems to be a little bit tougher. Um, probably just because of the fact that the, the aliens seem to shoot a bit more and they seem to speed up just a hair bit quicker in this version. Uh, I can't. I can't say that. I can't say that for sure. But this version of the game does seem to be a little bit tougher. So not really outrageously much tougher than the arcade version. But it, uh, but if you want like a good hard or a port of the arcade game, this is definitely like we're like we're looking at. So um, there is a there is a cheat code in the game. Um, if you wait until the game goes to demo mode, uh, and then you hit left, right, left, right, left, right, down, up after the demo ends, you will see the credits. Nothing fancy, but it. Um, you know, but there's something like it's like in here as far as that goes. So, is the game worth it? Well, that depends upon what you think about the original game. Uh, if you're a fan of Space Invaders and you're looking for a fateful reproduction like the original arcade, uh, uh, the original arcade game, this is definitely an excellent version. Perhaps the perhaps the best perhaps the best the best one out there. Uh, being able to pick from the four different versions like the arcade game out there for the graphics that you want is very nice. Having having uh, having two player cooperative and battle mode is very nice as well. So you can uh, so you can play with a friend if that friend also enjoys Space Invaders as much as you do. But that's it for the game for bells and whistles. So if you so if you're not a diehard Space Invaders fan or you weren't around when the game originally came out in 1978 and get to play and get to play like in the arcades. Um, it's hard to say if you're going to like this version because it's very simplistic. This game is extremely simple by today's standards. Heck, this game was extremely simple by early 1980 standards. It didn't take very long like this game to get eclipsed. So it's kind of like with Pong. I mean, it's kind of hard to believe that people used to spend hours playing a very simple game where, where, game where you're arguing is bouncing a paddle back and forth across a very simple black and white screen. But the times have changed. So, if you're not really a fan of Space Invaders, I can't really recommend this version of the game because there are no extra features to this game. Many of the ports of this game that come out since then have come out with some extra, like special bells and whistles. They have um, extra ships to choose from, music during the game, uh, different stages, uh, different types of you know, different types of alien invaders. There's none of that in here. The only thing this gives you, like I said, is your, like your choice of which version of the arcade game that you're playing and two-player mode. That's it. So whether or not you, whether or not that you're going to enjoy this game, really depends upon what you feel about the original Space Invaders game to begin with. Uh, like I said, if you love the arcade game, this is probably the best version out there. If you're not, well, I'd recommend checking out the Sega Master System, Genesis, or DS versions. Those have, uh, all three of those versions had some very nice bells and whistles. Uh, the Game Boy Color game, which you can also play on the Super Game Boy, which, which was like some added enhancements. Um, and of course, the classic Toys Hunter version, which was the uh, the killer app for like that system when, when it came out in 1980, are also very good versions. So, 
This is not an expensive game. Uh, on eBay, there were 113 copies of the game. Currently, there were 72 copies that recently sold. If you want the card only, it can range anywhere from 5 to 13 bucks, and all these prices include shipping. CIB can run you 15, 20 bucks. If you want the game sealed? There's so there, there, uh, there's several copies out there for that. It's starting from 20 for 20 dollars 50 cents to 40 dollars. Or and this is pretty cool, um, an original an original shipping shipping case of six copies of the game. Uh, the shipping case in mint condition, still uh, still sealed. It's still over two hundred fifty dollars. So I thought that was like pretty nice uh, for a collector out there. So anyway, um, thank you very much for listening to this a uh, short, sweet episode of the Super Money podcast. Uh, we're going to be back be back with you next time with our hopefully our planned episode on Star Fox. And thank you very much out there for listening. If you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, please please feel free to give me um, a message either on our Facebook page or you can also email me directly at the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Um, I, I, I welcome all comments, reviews, feedback, etc. Check us out on iTunes. Um, and uh, thank you very much again for your support. And, um, and go out there and blast some invaders. Uh, take care, all. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.